Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. Today we'll be discussing Black Eyed Kids, the BEKs as they're known. I'm Doug, and joining me today again is Deb. Been a bit, been a little bit, Deb. Yes, it has. My chair's squeaking. God, I hate squeaking chair. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> How many times have you discussed getting a new this. chair? <laughs> so uh, the Black Eyed Kids, we, we discussed this last been months, and we, we really weren't happy with the lack of information that, you know, we had um, on it. I mean, there's been no, we, we, we have a lot of instances where the... Um, where the black eyed kids show up and then the people see them and then, well, okay, well, what happens? What, ha- you know, nobody so. ever let them in. <laughs> we need to know what happens when you let them in. So there's some history of the black eyed kids. It looks like what's, you know, we'll kind of start with that. So, um, this says that um, there's one report, um, oh, well, Brian Bethel, I think we did him before. I think we talked about Brian Bethel in the late 90s. Um, and so I guess these are the people that are responding to that. Um, in short, Black Eyed Kids, which I have a hard time saying the word kids, um, <laughs> or alternately Black Eyed Children, which black is much eyed easier Black Eyed Children would be more appropriate. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I never liked the word kids are entities of unknown origin duh, that approach individuals and request or demand entry into their homes or vehicles. They appear as children, usually ranging from ages about 8 to late teens, and their defining physical characteristic is these solid black eyes with no white showing, which, you know, that's creepy. What black-eyed children want is open to debate, but it's likely not good. Below is some history. So now we have some history. Um... Some anecdotal so, so we reports. don't we don't know what they want. Okay, so they we don't know what they want. Um, they want in. They want permission to enter our lives in some way. Yeah, they want in. <laughs> there That's are it. occasional reports of people that let them in, and um, people usually flee. It usually comes up with people fleeing. Well, yeah, because you know they're just <laughs> them, standing there, and well, usually they're like like kind of dressed in. Clothing that isn't traditional. Um, they don't speak much. Again, got those creepy eyes, and <coughs> so yeah, um, they they don't wear they wear clothes that are outdated or wrong for the and season. There's, there's usually two to four of them. Um, usually somewhere between eight and late teens. I would say um, trick or treating age seems to be you know where they draw the line. Once you're done trick or treating, <laughs> you can it. no longer be a black eyed child. <laughs> Um, They wear clothes that are outdated or wrong for the season. Um, They speak loud, uh, oddly, as if whatever language, I know so far we've only heard about English-speaking ones, but I'm assuming there's some non-English-speaking. Yeah, they're all over the the earth so they can speak any language. They're very demanding and pushy, which, you know, what kids are. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's, well, there's there's nothing unusual about that. uh, They usually, um, they request entry into your home, your car, or your life. Um, they appear and disappear without any explanation. Um, sometimes they exhibit psychic powers. That would freak me yeah, out. Yeah, that is a little unusual. <laughs> and um, creepy. They can disrupt and affect your electrical devices, which means we've got one here. We just don't see it. That makes our Wi-Fi just go out whenever it wants to. 
yeah. must have a closet black-eyed child. It's probably just something to do with our can opener. That's is that thinking. what it is? It's a black-eyed kid thing. Okay. Deb has a lot of trouble with the can opener. It doesn't work. <laughs> and, the, and they have an aura, aura that scares and disturbs animals. And so, since we have the most volatile German Shepherd on yeah. Earth, then maybe that explains the constant barking. <laughs> so here's Justin's encounter. Wait, um, what, what are, are they demons? Wait a minute. Are they demons, or what are these things? The well, demons are alien hybrids, or um, you know, they they seem what they they seem to need permission. At, sorry, I didn't mean okay. to cut you off. So, yeah, to well, gain entry. There's. I, we've got a few few options here. They they are thought of sometimes as a as a demon and also like a vampire because they have to. Um, you have request. to let them in. I never knew that vampires had to ask permission until I read the series True Blood. I yeah. had never, I guess, not been a vampire until it you know turned into a young adult novel, and then I, I read True Blood and learned all about vampires. So when people let you read True Blood, so when do they knock? They come to the door. Yeah, they come to the door and it, and they have to say, please let me in. And if you say no, then they can't come in. No, you, what about the, the bat flying in the window at night while you're sleeping? And then they materialize well, and the vampire on, bite you. That was on the monsters. Was that Isn't it? <laughs> Wasn't that Grandpa? I want to suck your blood. See, I don't, I, I've never studied vampires. I just, you know, once I, and, and in True Blood, once you invite them in, then they have, you know, free range of your house until you say you are no longer welcome here is that all you have to do yeah and you say as long leave. as you, they don't bite you first but then in true blood they also the vampires have learned to drink synthetic blood so that they can walk among us so it's very real <laughs> it's, <laughs> that's it's, what i was thinking it's very realistic <laughs> realistic and what because about okay we made something for the vampires so that they could be our friends um i see so um, somebody says that perhaps in some way these creatures need to gain some sort of entry with our energy before they can do whatever they need to do. In any case, encounters with them always has negative consequences. Sickness, so accidents. Are, um, are the alien hybrids dead? I mean, really? Possibly. They could be possibly because they have those black eyes and we know aliens have black eyes. But I'm just kind of thinking, okay, they're alien hybrids. What is there? There's usually... Two or three of them, at least, I right. think, when they come to the door. I'm curious to understand what they're looking for. Aliens aren't good they just parents. They just do bad stuff and leave. <laughs> well, on. some of them don't uh, even really do anything. I mean, they kind of, you know, they they upset the electrical power in the house or something, but they yeah. don't... I, I haven't seen any, you know, there's been no murderous rampages of the, the black-eyed children. I don't know. Um, they said... Um, Another reason that they could be a UFO ph um, phenomenon is the um, their clothing is out of place. Now, I don't know. Do we really know that aliens would be unstylish? Well, they, from what I understand, <laughs> aliens wear little blue jumpsuits. The ones on your shirt are naked. Well, I know. I know. You have, you have, have naked have, aliens on your shirt. Aliens don't believe in you either. That's what my shirt says. I know yeah. we're not on video yet, but that's what it says. And yeah, they're naked. But the ones at Roswell, it's reported that they wore tiny jumps. They were about four feet. Like something. little old men wear? Like old men, yeah. Old like, men wear those little coveralls like that coveralls. only... Coveralls. Like a, like, a, 
like a space flight jumpsuit. Okay. One piece. Because little know, old pockets. men seem to have some special access to that one piece jumpsuit. Yeah. It comes in either brown or baby blue. Yeah. Huh. It's interesting. Well, they could also be something completely unique, something we can't classify. Um, we know they are solid, unlike shadow people and ghosts. We also know that they don't appear in homes uninvited like ghosts or demons, which leaves us within the opportunity. The, the other um, explanation is they're just something completely unique. So we've got some... Um, terrifying encounters. Terrifying encounters. Not Now, last time we did this, we had a few encounters, and they weren't... These go... These are a little more uh, detailed. And then this one's... Um, they're, bl they're entirely black, insist on entering your vehicle or home. Um, they ooze an overwhelming sense of panic and fear. And... Um, I mean, there are hundreds of encounters with these. I mean, I've never... Have you heard of anybody talking to black-eyed kids? I have never heard of a person with anything like this. So then there's the first one you can tell us about. The Midnight Caller. The Midnight Caller. It almost felt like a dream. I woke up to my dog, Lucy, barking. <laughs> Don't bark. You're gonna hear it. The dog's going to hear you. <laughs> She was upright on the bed where my husband and I were sleeping with our 22-month-old daughter. All the whole family's in bed, staring at our door like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around. I thought she was just freaking out of her house noise. We'd only had her for three months, and she was still a puppy. It could have been anything. I wasn't too concerned initially. I decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her nothing was there. <laughs> Great plan. <laughs> Look, there's nothing there, and then there is. It sounds a bit silly, but that's what we do with our daughter when she gets scared. I think it should work with the dog, too. I opened the door, and she raced to the front door. She stood there snarling at the door as an angry, violent growl. I looked groggily at her and opened the baby gate, blocking the doorway, planning to open the door and show her everything was okay. Never distrust the dog. The second my hand reached for the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumped towards me. And when I touched the metal, she suddenly changed her temper. Temper. She whimpered almost like she was afraid and backing down. As her mannerism changed, so did mine. <laughs> My heart was it wasn't racing. Wasn't calm anymore. Yeah. Uh, My, dog scared. Yeah. So when I see my dogs, because nothing scares dogs. They usually just want to go at everything 99 miles an hour. My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. I was flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the peephole. I can't explain why I looked, but I did. Well, because well, it's yeah, the smart thing to do. <laughs> Don't open the damn door. Outside were two kids. One was just a smidgen shorter than me and didn't look much younger. I'm 21 and she looked to be 16 or 17. She was slender and pale. Her hair was a light shade of honey blonde and she wore it long with thin blunt bangs in the front that covered most of her eyes. She wore jeans and a thin-looking olive-colored pullover-style hoodie. She held the hand of a small girl who looked around three or four in the same style of clothing. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly but had the same shade of hair tied back in a ponytail. She held a stuffed toy. Oh, this would freak me out. She held no, a stuffed no. toy under her free arm, and it was identical to one my daughter has. 
as was their style of dress. Had it not been for the feeling of overwhelming dread and fear, probably I would have asked these children in and given them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold. (laughs) Something about them seemed off. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled. Nothing. Hadn't turned on any lights. These kids had no indicators I was at the door. And then the older one spoke. Where's the husband? Sleeping. (laughs) With the daughter. Him and the him and the to, him and the, wake up. him and the toddler asleep. <laughs> she had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. She held her head tilted downward, and I couldn't see her eyes. She said, "We have to use your phone." I stood frozen in fear, flung my cell phone out the door. That's what I would do. <laughs> How did she know I was there? She raised her head to face me directly, and that's when I saw her eyes. There was a reason I couldn't see them through her bangs before. Because they were black, or midnight blue, or dark purple. They were otherworldly, she said. Our mother is worried. Wait, they have black? Black, midnight blue, or dark purple? I don't know. Her bangs are black and she had blonde hair? No. There was a reason she couldn't, I couldn't see the the eyes through the bangs. It's because they were so dark. I thought she said she had blonde hair halfway down her back. Yeah, but she and she had bangs, but the but she wasn't seeing the eyes because they were oh. just black, and oh, it just I looked see. so weird. As someone who has always been interested in creepy stories, I knew what she was the second she looked at me through the door. I've never been one to believe in these things. As a staunch atheist and skeptic, when it comes to the paranormal, I had written off many a ghost story from friends and family members eager to tell their tale. I didn't believe it. Still, I couldn't rationalize my way out of this. I did not answer her. Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door. Lucy still cowering at my ankles. <laughs> I'm not opening the door if the dog's scared. No. Sorry. I'm like, no. yeah, go away. I no, the dog Go to the next door. Our neighbors will take care of you. Go next door. She said, the little girl said, just let us in to use your phone. I took another step back, and with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. When I took that second step back, she became commanding, almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again, may we come in and use your phone? No, you may not use my phone. And now Lucy's snarling. Lucy uh. snarled, and I inched back for, I inched backward, though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back towards the door. It wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. Yeah, this is what I would do. I got to my room, covered up the window, locked the door, and sat there in the dim light of the nightlight. Again, where is the husband in all this? <laughs> Still sleeping. I called her, heard her call me back to the door once more and then quiet. I didn't go back to sleep that night and haven't slept right since. <laughs> so when I told my husband... He said it was just a dream. He keeps telling me to forget it, but this lingering feeling of sadness, this dread when the house is silent at night. Well, they can't fear. come in without permission. That's a deal. Right? Well, maybe she, she doesn't, like, she doesn't like believe in them, so she might not believe that either. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd ever truly believe that because, you know, really, what if they, you know, the girl said we could have just broken in. And, you know. Yeah. Need to call the police. Okay, yeah, the police will have a phone, so stand by. <laughs> you know, that's... And they'll get you back to your parents. And so she had a ling- She had this lingering of sadness and dread. And she can't, yeah, she's in fear. I think her dream. husband, see, I would just assume it was a dream because I've had some really vivid dreams in my past that, you know, 
like dreams that I was getting up and answering the door, getting up and talking on the phone. And then the next day talking to somebody going, did we talk on the phone? No. Mm-mm. No. No. It was just a dream. It was all a dream. Now we have a bus encounter. There is a picture of a black-eyed kid, but it kind of looks like somebody took a picture and drew black over the eyes of a kid. Yeah, I'm sure that's not a real <laughs> picture. So they were riding the bus back home after work. At 1 a.m. Security guard. I'm a security guard and often work odd hours. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and this guy gets on, sits across from me. Wearing a suit, it's a briefcase, regular looking guy, in his 20. And then he says, what What struck me about him first was, he's chewing a cigar. Not smoking it, just chewing on it. No, you can't smoke on the bus. No, but you can chew. Yeah, you can chew on the bus. And so all of a sudden he turned and looked at me. His eyes were pitch black. My heart started beating. <gasps> he cursed. Well, he's like, 20, isn't he aged out? I know, see, I didn't think they could be. I thought it said teens. Yeah, well, you know. Um, As in certain activities, maybe maybe he's, you know, it aged out at 19, but his birthday was past June. I mean, I really don't see. And he can go another year. (laughs) I don't see a black-eyed kid carrying a briefcase and wearing a suit. See, we'd always heard that they had, They're just standing there. They're They're usually just um, in their, you know, kind of, odd clothing and looking a little out of date. This guy's, you know, he's a businessman. Yeah. But this guy freaked out. He's a manager. Look, I get manager. A dead-eyed, dead-eyed manager. Dead-eyed manager. <laughs> he says he, um, he says they go, he, he, um, he grinned at me and his teeth were all covered in tobacco bits and brown juice, the cigar clamped between them. Now, I've seen people like this and they were not black eyed kids. They're just nasty old men. Even <laughs> if they are 20. There was somebody. Is there something you care to there was, you get off your chest? When, when, when I was a kid and I worked in the pet store, there was an old man named Frank who would come in. And back then, this is when you could still smoke in public. And he would come in smoking a cigar. And there would always be a trail of snot between his nose and the cigar that he was smoking. And I've never really gotten over that. Is that why you discouraged me from smoking cigars? You know? Oh, God, yeah. Please don't snot on your cigar and smoke it. That's that a great was, visual. Oh, it was so gross. And he was just nasty. He was all hunched over. And he'd come in, here's what I need. And he'd just start you know, yelling what, at you. What did he buy? Stuff for cat. He had cats. So, and he spent money. He had money. So the owner of the pet store, of course, kissed his ass all over the place. And I went, I went running out the back door. I said, yeah, it's, it, this isn't making me any extra money. So, and I was like 15. I, I was not prepared to deal with this nasty old man. And he would just bark orders and he was just gross. So we have 10 fun facts about the black eyed kids. Fun facts, kids. What do we got? Um... Yeah, they're kind of, we've already gone over these pretty much. Um, they look like normal human children, usually between 6 and 16. We had 8 and 17. We can go back and forth and then. <laughs> yeah. But they usually have pale skin and the completely black eyes. Um, people who have been in close proximity to them usually report a feeling of unease. Um, nothing about them other than you know, those creepy eyes seems frightening except you know, people whenever they have an encounter with them they have this horrible feeling of dread um well then but there is the 
Um, once in a while, they have talons for feet. Oh, well, that's... I would think that that would... That would, but, yeah, I wouldn't let anybody in like that. But most of the time, you know, most of the time they just seem exactly like normal children with black eyes. Uh, their dated dress. Um, they always ask for something. Something involved um, in them being in close quarters with you. It means they want to ride in your vehicle. They want to get inside your house. And usually they want to use your phone. You'd think that aliens would be beyond needing to use a phone by this point. It's just a ruse to get in the house. Just to get in. They don't need your phone. They don't really need a phone. Um, There are no stories. Now, we've did, but we have found stories where what happens once you let them in your home. Because we had a story on the last time about the people that actually let them into their home. And the guy ended up falling down and having an accident. It's like while they were there, they had, they brought bad luck and, you know, bad feelings with them. Um and um, there's theories that they're vampires, they're aliens, they're demons. Um, so now we have somebody that, um, I guess we're a housewife, because it says it's a person who's a domestic engineer oh. living in Texas. Um, they, this was on Halloween night, and it was a slow trick-or-treat night in the neighborhood. And... Um, They'd say we'd had no more than eight or ten groups of kids come by the entire night, which, you know, in this day and age would be a million kids compared to what, you know, we had this year, which was none. None. (laughs) No, we had one set. (laughs) Yeah, the ones that live next door. We should have just emptied our whole bag of candy in there. I gained like four pounds. (laughs) Um, We hadn't had any activity at the door for over half an hour, and it was getting late. So we decided to just turn the porch light off. And let the dog out of her crate. Chloe's an American bulldog and is very docile. We put it in her crate because we were afraid she'd want to play with all the kids and didn't want to have to chase her up and down the street. Also, we didn't want her to scare the kids. So I turned the light off, let Chloe out, and she followed me back to the couch, laid down at my feet. It's about 10 o'clock when my husband decided he'd had enough fun for the night and was going upstairs to take a shower and get ready for bed. After all, it was Thursday and he still had to get up early the next day. About Thursday night football. He's not watching Thursday night football. It's oh, and it, there yeah. is Thursday. Oh yes, oh. oh yes. Well, it's ten o'clock. I've had many a Thursday. It's, oh, it's, it's ten over. o'clock. It's, it's over. over. Relax. Well, they close down late. He's an American, okay? <laughs> Please don't call the person un un American because they're not watching football. Um, my teenage son was out with his friends. wasn't expect expected back for another hour or so. So that left me alone. With Chloe. Now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean those shows shows don't freak me out a bit. Um, so, it wasn't long after I heard the upstairs water for the shower turn on when there came a light. Knock, knock, knock. At the front door. Hey, the lights are off. Just don't answer. That's lights right. are off. We're not getting any more candy. It's 10 o'clock. We, I don't ever leave. I mean, this might be in small yeah, town usually, America or something. Yeah. But we're usually done 9 o'clock, that's it. Yeah. Anybody that comes after 9 o'clock. They're usually a problem. Yeah. Um, so my initial, my initial reaction, reaction was, what the hell? Really? It's almost 10 o'clock. Go home. Yeah. But soon an uneasy feeling came over me. Why the knock? Our doorbell glows in, in the dark, and without the porch light on, it would be extra obvious to anyone there. But they can't ring a doorbell? I paused. I really couldn't just ignore it. Our front door has a big beveled glass panel and anybody right at the door could see it enough to see someone someone was in the family room watching TV and it would be rude for me to just sit there and not answer it. They knocked again. I glanced down at Chloe and she was gone. 
Oh, I'm out. Yeah, no. no it's gone. My gaze followed her usual path to the front door, expecting her to be on her way there, which is what dogs do. Nope, she wasn't there. I stood up to look around the room better and found her crouching by the back door like she wanted out. However, she never asked to, asked to go out like that. She always comes and licks my hands or put her head on my knee. Oh, she's got another one of those like ours. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this was totally out of character for her, and I have to say heightened my anxiety. Chloe Crate, I said, and she just turned to look at me like, hell no, lady. I'm going. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, they can get me too easily if I'm in there. I'm out. I yelled up to my husband, but he was already in the shower. I knew there was no chance of him hearing me. About that time, a car drove down our street and cast just enough light on the door to where I could see the silhouette of two small children through the glass. I instantly felt relief. It was just some kids, probably a couple of my neighbors on their way back home. They wanted to stop by and show me their costume. I headed to the door and looked back to make sure Chloe wasn't going to follow. What a great watchdog, I thought to myself, as she just sat there. <laughs> I turned on the porch light when I got to the door, and sure enough, I could see through the glass there was a couple of pretty small kids. A little late for such young ones, I thought, and began to wonder about what kind of parents would let their kids run the street that late at night. I opened the door enough to where I could block Chloe's escape if she decided to grow some balls. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I don't know, she's picking on the poor dog. Wow. What struck me immediately as odd was the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were in normal street clothes. And also, they didn't say trick-or-treat. It was a girl and a boy. The girl was older, about 11 or 12. She was blonde. I couldn't make out any fe features. Um, and I hadn't opened the door wide enough for any light from inside to hit them directly. The boy was younger and about a foot shorter about eight or nine, seemed to have light brown hair. The girl very politely spoke up, Ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call my mom? As she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was wrong. What kid, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days? So, um, says, um, Hun, don't you have a phone? Don't you have a phone of your own? Can you call your mom on? And he's, um, then things got really weird. Both kids turned to look at one another like they were going to say something to one another, but neither one spoke. They were doing that telepathy thing. Yeah, that's they? what I was going to say. They both turned back to me and the girl said, ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? We're alone out here and my brother is scared. I have to admit, there were two competing feelings going on inside me. The first the mom heart that wanted to tell these two small children, help these children get to their mom, the other sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. So I noticed that I'd already opened the door a few extra inches, and I stopped. Honey, why don't you give me your mother's number? I can call her myself. Another pause. They looked at one another. After a short moment, they turned to me, and the girl said, Ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come inside while you call our mom? And with that last statement, she moved closer towards the door like just she was going to number. walk by just me. Just say, house. stay where you are. Give Little me the boy, number. You pee use... in the bushes. Yeah. As she did, she stepped into the light coming from inside the house, and I got my first real look at her. Solid jet black eyes. That's all I could see. That motherly instinct was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Replaced by terror. Terror. I don't think I've ever felt in my life. I could feel every hair on my arms and the back of my neck standing at attention. I closed my door, the door to where my, just my face was able to stick out. And the little girl stopped again, pleaded, please, ma'am, 
We're really scared and alone out here. We have to come back inside. Please help us. Then on cue, both the kids began to whimper and cry. That's when the fear took over. I shut and locked the door. You stay out there and cry. I'll call your mom if you give me the number, but I'm not letting you in my house. Part of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part didn't want to lose track of where they were. That would have freaked me out. That's true. You yeah. want to follow. You see them leave your house. After what seemed like forever, they probably but was probably only a few seconds, I decided I'd call my neighbor that lives across the street. As I made my way to the side table by her couch to my phone, I glanced at the back door. Closed. She's doing everything but contact her husband upstairs. I know. The poor guy's up there. Just He's showering sleeping. away. Chloe was nowhere to be found. We later found her in the guest room under the bed. When I got to the phone and started to look for the contact info, it was only then the kids stepped away from the door and began to walk the street. As they did, I walked to the door to get a better look to see where they went. Still not calling my neighbor. You just don't care about people, do you? <laughs> if you get close enough to the glass, you can see out enough to make out people's shapes. But you you can still see much. You can see, can't see much detail. Of course, standing that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone outside looking in. From the door, I could see that the kids were still standing under the street lamp nearest my house, staring at me. As I lifted the ear to, phone to my ear, after after calling, only then did the kids start walking down our street. I met my neighbor out under the street lamp once he was out there, but the kids were nowhere to be seen. Ooh, like I said, I don't believe in any of this stuff. I had never even heard about black-eyed kids before talking There's to my Max. friend. <laughs> what I really think, what I have to think, is these kids were out yanking people's chains on Halloween night. But I will say this for them. They were really good, and they scared the shit out of me and my dog. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and take care of some housekeeping here with our uh, new sponsor, Orion Bank Card Services. Just A and B. Uh, a and the last thing there. Okay. We would like to welcome a new sponsor to the Alien Probe podcast, Orion Bank Services. Do you own a business and take credit cards for payments? Are your fees higher than you'd like? Not sure? Want to find out? If your answer is yes to any of these questions, check, check out Orion Bank's card services. At Orion BCS, their goal is to find the best program and rates available for your business. Their team has years of experience helping clients find lower rates for processing credit cards. They understand that every business is different. So let them spend the time to find out what suits your business best. So visit orionbcs.com and let them begin the process towards saving you money to help you realize your financial goals. Once again, visit orion, O-R-I-O-N-B-C-S.com. And contact them today. All programs, do I read that? Mm -hmm. All programs of Orion BCS are subject to terms and conditions. Visit orionbcs.com for more details. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I've got to do the disclaimer. <laughs> that was my first time. Very nice. I know. Very good. So the next one's a test text magic video when the black eyed kids show up. Um Years ago, I heard these creepy stories about kids with black eyes who'd go into your car or home, commonly referred to as the BEKs, black-eyed kids. Um, this phenomena is from the perspective of someone who has escaped an encounter with one of them. No one really knows what happens when you 
What acquiesce. is that word? That is acquiesce <laughs> and let, let them, them into your, your home. Um, well, the person in this text chain might. You must let me in. So March 17th of 2008, I had my one and only encounter with a black-eyed kid. Before my experience, I'd never heard of anything having to do with them. I was 12. Oh, you could be a black-eyed kid yourself. You're right in that age range. Yeah, that's how I act. 12. I was sitting outside <laughs> of a hairdresser's in an old Chevy pickup. Oh, this is like a country song. Yep. I was sitting outside of a hairdresser's in an old Chevy pickup waiting for my mom to get her hair cut. And a black-eyed kid show up. About 15 minutes had passed, and I saw some kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of my parked car. At first, I thought I recognized him as one of my friends from school, so I banged on the front windshield until he looked my way. That's very polite. You could just open a window. It was not anyone I knew. At this point, I wasn't scared at all. Not yet. The boy walked over to the side of my car and just stares. I think to let me get a good look at his eyes, to freak me out. Let me tell you, if you've ever seen a black-eyed kid, you have no idea what you to imagine. Pupils black as the night sky. The boy whispers, you must let me in. Then I locked the car doors and ducked into the space below the seats. Five minutes later, he was gone. Old Chevy truck's probably a good thing. He'd never slim Jim. Black-eyed kids with slim Jim. An old key will let you in. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I guess you have to be invited one word. When my mother got into the car, she told me a boy with black eyes had come into the hairdressers, insisted my mother give him the keys to the car. And she... <laughs> Give me keys to your car. I That's not he, very polite. I thought he said... Huh. Okay, so the next one is... Um, I just want to see when they... When somebody <laughs> left them you in. can do a little, thank God she did. I know, that's funny. Thank God she did. Well, why would you ever give anybody the keys to your car? Give me the keys to your car. Are black-eyed kids real, Deb? I don't know. I've been sitting here still trying to figure out. We've been through this a lot. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have seen them. So obviously there is there is something out there that these people are seeing. They can't all be a dream well, the or whatever. Original, looks like the original sighting was in 1996 by a newspaper reporter. Yeah. Uh, telling that what he experienced was more of a curiosity mm-hmm. than fame-seeking. Yeah. Um, he maintains the story happened the way he told it. There are many independent... Yeah, he was the one in the car, right? He was I, the one that was in the car, and they approached his car. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, was like the original. I guess that's where this thing started. I mean, mm-hmm. could it take off? I mean, just it's based big. on that, Just based on some one just person one saying incident, it. one incident, and then it turned into... Well, people, you know, herd mentality. People tend to believe what other people believe. And they'll say, oh, yeah, I did see one of those. Kind of like UFOs? Exactly. The crazy people that see <laughs> UFOs. <laughs> So They're this, out there. So we, um, in 2010, this person was walking home from work and found myself escorting a young lady to her car. She asked, oh, she asked me hello. to escort her and hoping I'd talk her into a drink or two <laughs> because I'd already had a few myself and maybe I'd get a number or possibly get laid that oh, night. Oh, yeah, this is a PG show, all right? I'm not going to lie. She was kind of hot. <laughs> No shit. no shit, though. She looks scared. Well, yeah, because you're trying to... Yeah, you're a creeper. Like, I'll walk you to your car, young lady. What's a pretty lady like you doing out alone? <laughs> I kept walking with her and was trying to at least coax out of her what she was so worried about. 
She would only comment about some really creepy looking kids that were following her. Being we were in the downtown Seattle area, this could amount to anything. So we kept walking and talking. And I kept looking behind us to see if the little... This man cusses Effers. a lot. The little effers were in tow. Little, <laughs> God, we're in tow. But nothing popped up out of the ordinary. I mean, yeah, but nothing popped yeah, up. Yeah, then he, she grabs my arm really hard and whispered, that's them. They were about a half a block in front of us and just standing there and looking at her. Hmm. Maybe they wanted her number like you. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> Great. So I do the prudent thing, which was cross the street. I make sure I lock eyes with the big one and I... Keep in mind, once I get the lady to her car, that I'd give them an earful about being a couple of little shits for scaring a lone woman in a metropolitan area. Wow. You're the big, the big man. words. Well, he's had a couple drinks at this point, so, you know. Yeah. He's not. So I didn't get scared or anything, but I did notice something strange. They did not break eye contact with me. Mind you, I don't look like the kind of guy you want to mess with. Honestly, it's an unconscious front since I'm a bit shy. My look... Reminds people of either a skinhead or a club bouncer. Oh, you're a, you're a prize. Well, this guy's got a lot of stuff to say about himself. The, the, I know. Story. Where he doesn't talk much about the kids, but yeah, he tells like, us that. Uh, well, you know, kind of a tough he, guy. He like wears kind of guy. black tanker like boots. Diesel. I wear black tanker boots, and I have a Van Dyke mixed with the above. Don't make me look like a pretty people person, either. <laughs> people break eye contact with me constantly. These two kids did, and that was a red flag for me. What's a Van Dyke? The, just the little pointy beard right here. Oh, no really? mustache, just beard. Yeah, oh, really? That's a Van Dyke, yeah. Should I sport that? Should I rock that look? You should probably get a little pointy chin here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the chin for it. I finally got the woman to her car. She said, thanks. I told her where the local police station is, which was about five blocks away. Yeah. He handled that. We not no information about the children. So is that Seattle? Okay, that was oh, Seattle. Seattle. Mm-hmm. West Seattle. Okay, yeah. so we've determined and that's 2010. I'm just trying to see when it's happening. When does it happen? I mean, this isn't every. This isn't every. We'd be days. So yeah. trick or treat. Now we, we have just, another trick or treat story. Just, you know, well, it could it be that? I mean, we're gonna go through it, but I mean, maybe people they're just trick or treaters. <laughs> But or they they're using that as an opportunity. They don't say trick or treat. And they don't allow you can open the door. Is it still are you the fact that you open the door and giving them candy that doesn't fall under inviting them in the house. Does I don't it? know because the What one, are the rules? The one lady said the girl kept like pushing the door open more like trying to, you know, trying yeah. to insinuate her way in. I don't I would never trust that you have to invite them in because otherwise it'd be fun to just stand there in the doorway and taunt them, you know. Hey, my phone. Ha, ha, ha. You can't get it. I'm not taunting that. <laughs> Bad things. Do not Bad tease things. the children. Yeah, I don't, you know, anymore yet. Very short sentences and hey, be on your way, please. <laughs> this one, we're back to, we're on another Halloween. And this guy's, um, his neighbor didn't put out his Halloween decorations. And you know how upsetting uh, that is. Yeah. Um, and he says the... Um, I don't know this neighbor well. Um, he's younger and single, but I know he likes kids, but not in a creepy way. Sure. Oh, that's, that's good. what they always say. Yeah. Yeah, his brother and sister in law, they're always visiting, and he's got three nieces and nephews, and it's probably fine. they're always Just playing with kids. the yard. Just likes kids, Dad. Don't, don't think anything weird. So, anyway, when I got home from work, I saw him outside and said, Hey, man, 
You better get your Halloween stuff up or that house up the street is going to beat you for best decorations. Wow. He kind of smiled sheepishly and said that he's actually going to keep his house dark this year and just put candy out. But he said, um, because he said something last year really scared him. Now I'm concerned for my own safety. If some weirdos were coming around our neighborhood, um, which is a pretty safe neighborhood, you know. So I asked him what happened. He said last year he had his brother's family over so they could trick-or-treat in the neighborhood since they live in an apartment complex. He had a bunch of kids come to the door. His family took off around 10.30, and there were only a few older trick-or-treats. But by 11.30, they were pretty much done. Man, these people trick-or-treat way later than we do. Well, I'm going to tell you, when I used to go trick-or-treating, the apartment were the place to go because right. you could bam 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 you know, yeah you know, hundred apartments right and yeah well tons said, of candy he said this this i don't care if they're decorated he said this can this apartment complex isn't into it so i don't know give me your candy yeah um so i mean these trick-or-treat at 11 30 they're done that's i'm in bed by that time so he's inside watching TV and the doorbell rings. He grabs the candy bowl and heads over. It's 1130, okay? And he grabs the candy bowl. Oh, no, now it's, it's just past midnight. And that's, what the hell are you doing answering the door? So uh, he says, that's pretty rude for trick-or-treaters to still be out. But then notices he hasn't turned off all his decoration light yet. So See, it's his own fault. His house is still a beacon. He swings he... the door open and is about to yell boo or something to freak them out, but stops dead when he sees the kids at the door. One was probably around 13 or 14, and the other one about 16 or 17. They're both boys. They're not dressed up, but the older boy was wearing a flannel checkered shirt. No, he's if he's wearing a flannel checkered shirt, that's good enough for Halloween. Is it? Yeah. So he's like a hobo? Yeah. Or, a, a, hobo. or a hipster? Um, a hipster. <laughs> he's immediately overcome with uneasiness. Does he have a Van Dyke? Like, opening the door was a huge mistake. Duh. It's midnight. They just stared at him, and he noticed they had really big irises and dilated pupils. He couldn't even see the whites of their eyes, so he figured they were contact lenses. Yeah, because kids constantly wear big black contact lenses. He was frozen there holding the candy bowl, but he couldn't slam the door in their face as much as he wanted to. So he nervously tried to smile at them, hoping they would break character and ask for candy or something. The younger one said they had gotten lost and needed to come in and use his phone. That was when he closed the door more than halfway and said, No, sorry. And the older one said something like, Can we just wait until your house, until our parents come get us? But by then he was convinced that his life was in danger and these kids must be high on something or intending to rob him. And he just kept mumbling, No, sorry, good night, as he inched the door closed and locked it. He yeah. told me he was so scared at this point they were going to try and break through one of his windows or something, but he looked through the peephole and they had turned to leave. He watched the TV with the volume low. Heaven forbid you turn off the TV so he yeah, can hear right. any sounds Well, at all. you know, in case you got to still watch TV. <laughs> no, really, you can turn that off. The whole time he's telling me this, I'm thinking, oh my God, this sounds so familiar, just like those black-eyed kids from the urban legend. Then I thought, maybe this dude is trying to scare me because, after all, he does have the Halloween spirit. So I'm like, man, that sounds really crazy. Like like the black-eyed kids and just looks at me blankly and said, the what? Is that a movie or something? And I said, no, but I told him to go look it up online. It is a movie, right? Wasn't there a movie about it? Yeah, I think there is a BEK like movie. Like an hour later, I get a knock on my door thinking it's a demon child because, you know, now he's got y'all freaked out. And it was my neighbor, and he swears to me up and down that he never, ever heard of the BEKs before, and it's so similar to what happened to him. 
<coughs> and then this person, this person says every story I've read about them is from someone who already knew about them. See, that's what makes that's what you're thinking is that these people have heard about them. And have then you they heard just about? I've never. I, I had never. Think heard. We talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I've never before this. I. You. Did you it came you up on my Facebook. Story. Yeah, it came on my Facebook because I follow... Then it has to be true. I follow weird things. I think it's weird history or something like that that I follow on Facebook. So that's what brought it to my attention. So this person was, um, you know, spending a productive evening listening to music and watching YouTube videos with one headphone in so they can hear the kid if it cries because, you know, that's, you know, you don't want to give your child full attention so you you know youtube in one ear child in the other and um so it goes (laughs) just as i dozed (laughs) off i heard a thumping coming from the front porch (laughs) what's a kid doing realizing it was most likely my cat scratching himself on the front porch i dozed back off and then then i hear more thumping i got out of bed and i to you go run off the stupid cat that's you know needs probably some flea medication or something and there was the cat wasn't there. But I'm up and I'm not tired, so I'll just figure I'll you know check Facebook while I'm up and maybe finish a web series I was watching on YouTube. A few minutes into the video, I feel a sudden urge to look up at the kitchen window, and there they were, the tops of two short-statured people's heads cresting the stairs just above my window frame. The people were just short enough to not see in the window, but I could see out. And I heard no footsteps on my porch as my stomach turned. But the knock, the knock was a steady, hollow thump. The very same thump I had blamed on the cat. Deciding it was best not to answer, I shut my laptop and crept by the back door to the baby's room. Oh, I assumed it was some of the people, people from, from the low, low income housing across the road. Yeah. Of course it's them. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe looking for my cousin who stays with me and has many friends over there. You know, he befriends the low income people. The last thing I need was try to explain to two stoners that I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> wasn't that's, just, that's where people, all the good drugs these are. These people are so judgmental. It wasn't until I got to my daughter's room that the creepiness set in. The thump had moved from the kitchen to the bedroom windows, both windows, a room apart, thumping in perfect time. Oh, okay, now I'm freaked out. These stoners were going to wake up my daughter. <laughs> if I didn't run them off now, pissed off. Are I they just... knocking or what's making this noise? Well, they're, they were knocking on the, like, she heard a knock on the porch and she thought it was the dog scratching. So, but then the windows are thumping. Well, you don't want to open that window, you know, because a bat might fly in and turn into it a vampire. Into a <laughs> so, pissed off, I went to the kitchen, unlocked the, and opened the door ready to run around to the side of the house and kick some little idiot ass. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Let's just, let me just tell you people out there, don't do it. If you're over 18, yeah. don't kick the little idiot ass. <laughs> find, a, find someone younger. Yeah, it take happened. care of my light work. It happened then, standing there. Stop it. My watch wants to talk. God. Yeah, anybody out there who's got an Apple Watch it just talks knows to me. that it, it, it's it's like having a nagging wife. Breathe. Stand up. It's constantly telling you what to but do. But you know what it's telling me? That we had a COVID. Somebody in my office tested positive for COVID today. Oh, you better better test. But it, I, I did not have... If I, if I had exposure to that person, I will get a separate email letting me know that I have been exposed. I'm... I'm and I've been exposed to nobody because nobody in my office comes to work. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure 
the, you know, I just, you know, I, I, let's not talk about COVID. Yeah. I think people are tired of hearing about COVID. So, yeah, but anyway, that's, that's what my watch would like to tell me, that I have not well, least, been exposed to COVID. Oh, you have not? Okay. No, somebody in the building has, but not me. Um, so it happened that then um, I we're, we're running out to kick some little idiot ass, and standing there looking up at me were two 10 or 11-year-old boys. Oh, the feeling of dread and the smell of mold almost made me vomit. <laughs> wow. The smaller of the two that That'll spoke. That'll do it. May we use your telegraph? <laughs> I'm, I'm just plumb out of telegraphs. Yeah. I stared blankly at the what boys, horrified, and then realized. <laughs> they didn't even put a year on this. Maybe it's really old. Yeah, no, it came. After 1996, they were done with telegraphs. He says, I then realized that their eyes were pitch black. He asked again to use my telegraph. There wasn't a sound to be heard. No crickets, no dogs, no cars, nothing. I tried to play it cool and ignore the fact that he didn't say telephone, phone, cell, anything that would have made sense of the situation and calmly replied, I don't have any service at my house. Sorry. The expression on their faces turned to rage as I finished my sentence. Wow, now they're angry. They're angry black-eyed children. Well, he was going to go kick some ass, so, you know, yeah. maybe they feel your feeling. Yeah. Maybe if you open the door sympathetically, maybe they'll be nice. Yeah. But if you open the door wanting to kick their ass, I mean, telegraph and Even if they now. throw down on you first, you're still going to get in trouble. So I just want close to, the door. Just bring <laughs> me your telegraph. Bring me your telegraphs. Like, if you're good. That's kind of weird. The, um, swiftly, I shut the door and locked it as quickly as I could, then stumbled back to protect my daughter. I picked her up from her crib and held her close. The fact that she didn't wake up freaked me out the most, but I managed to gather my senses enough to make sure she was still breathing and warm, and her little eyes were not black. <laughs> the thumps on the windows were back. I dropped to the floor as close to the wall as I could and held my little girl in my arms and wept like a child. Oh, wow. I felt helpless and afraid. I laid there for what felt like hours and hours, crying and shaking till I heard it, my wife's alarm clock. The thumping stopped the instant the alarm went off, and I crept into the master bedroom with the baby. What's wrong with you, my wife asked. I just had a bad dream is all I could mutter out. Okay, well, give me the baby so I can feed her before work. I handed the, my wife the baby. She fed her like any other normal day. Turned on every light in the house and made coffee for her. Um... I walked her out to the car nervously with the baby in my arms. I asked her not to leave until I walked back into the house. She was... Oh, okay. Don't leave. Yeah, Just leave be her by yourself. By, yeah, yeah. Then I get, I'm out of well, here. Well, you're locked in the car. Now I need to be locked in the house. Uh, once I was safely in the house, I locked the door again. And in the house, I sat horrified until she got home. Oh. I insisted we go to the next town over and stay the weekend at my brother's house. And here I sit horrified while she sleeps in the guest room with my daughter. Wondering why they stopped when the alarm went off. I think I know the answer. I was aware of B.E.K.'s. She wasn't. Every story I've read about them is from someone who already knew about them. Maybe, just maybe, knowledge of them existing is the only reason. They visit. Oh, God, now we know about them, and now they're going to come here? Yeah. Oh. I was ignorant for all this time. Well, we did the last show, and they didn't they, arrive. Yeah. Well, unless they were the ones here for Halloween. But I think the parents were standing on the street on that one. I couldn't really. And they didn't say a word yeah. about using her phone. No, they just, give me candy. Give me candy. Trick or treat. I don't even know if anybody said trick or treat this time. When I just no? opened the door, and they held bags out. Give me candy. Give kinda me like, now. Kind of like the people that are, you know, at the corner up at uh, Fair Oaks and Manzanita. Fair, they're everywhere. 
They want things. They're on the their freeway. Are, they're, they're getting sunburned palms. They're from, on the freeway. Yeah, they're, they're, off hand ramp. Out. they're everywhere yeah. you go. So this incident, now we're going back 13 years. Well, I don't know when this was published, but this is at least 13 years ago. I moved to a new city with my wife. We were small town newlyweds from the Midwest. Aww. We moved across country to the, one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so I could attend graduate school. Being naive and new to city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. Never again after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off was that someone was knocking at 6 o'clock in the morning. The second thing is this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch it and open it. Oh, that's rude. You don't just open gates and walk through. The knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, knee-length black leather coat, short black hair, and sunglasses. Is he a men in black? It might be. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as odd, and even more odd, he was eating an apple. Well, you know, he was very polite and asked he'd come in and warm up. I said no. no. Closed the door and slid the security chain in place. A moment later, another knock. I opened the now chain door, and before I could speak, he asked again if he could come in and warm up. No, I replied, <laughs> and attempted to close the You know, what happened to that small town friendliness? I attempted to close the door. Before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? For my apple? <laughs> yeah. I just, what the, telegraph he, ketchup for your apple. I yelled, Get the hell out of here. My wife is calling the police. He takes a moment to let this information sink in. Lowers his glasses, revealing eyes as black as obsidian, and says, No, you won't be calling anybody. At that moment, I force the door closed, lock it, and call out to my wife. She is scared shitless, hiding in the bedroom. <laughs> I love all the people that stick up for each other. All jacked up on adrenaline, I rip the curtains back to look out the window next to the door. He's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out on the patio and check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. I think to myself as I opened, oh, uh, I noticed a half-eaten apple lying on the ground. Oh, need to do some DNA. He didn't. So you should call, you know, they need to call somebody. I don't know, back in, when, when I was growing up, what's interesting is, I don't know about your mom, but uh, <laughs> if a kid would come to the door and said he needed to use the phone, my parents would put him in. Yeah, okay. My mom would not have. She yeah. would have said, you give me the number and I'll call. Yeah. Yeah, my well, parents, my dad with my dad there. But, I mean, it was one of those things where he's not scared. Anyway. My parents would never open the, answer the door. Most of the, most of yeah. my life, my parents were the type that would just sit yeah. there and not answer the door. As she got older, my mom started letting in all the like Jehovah Witness or insurance salesmen that would randomly knock on the door. She would bring them in and chat with them. But that was as she kind of started losing her mind, and she bought insurance from some stranger who just showed up at her doorstep one day. Go ahead and continue on there. Which one? This one? Yeah. Okay. You can have that. Oh. Whoops. I don't know how to work this. All right. All right. All right. Now we're good again. 
Um, this person says, I was having a visceral experience all over my body. I'd be lying if I told you I didn't know about Black Eyed Kids before this happened to me, which was late summer of last year. I definitely did. Now in that moment, that idea never crossed my mind, but afterwards, hell yes. And the thought led to all kinds of regret. I realize it's stupid, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me tell you about my neighborhood. I live in a poor part of town, a bit ghetto, a bit of the barrio, a bit of the lower economic class of a cross section of races. It's Los Angeles. The apartment complex spans a short block. It's dusty brown like the desert we live in. Oh, this person's so descriptive. Wow, it's got cool. two pools, a lot of little Mexican children, and for the most part, a pretty friendly population. I am a destitute writer, trying to make it in Hollywood. So I spend my free time writing. When this happened, I was working mostly the mornings and afternoons. I would get home, hit the gym, then settle in for an evening in front of the computer. It's pretty common for the evenings in the summer to be chaotic around our apartment complex. Kids playing in the pool, ice cream man, blah, blah, blah. Low income but pleasant. Like a mixed race 21st century version of a 50s sitcom. And people will knock on you. You can tell this person's a writer. And some people will knock on your door, sometimes to borrow something. I cook so the neighbors come to find out the origins of the great aromas wafting from my kitchen window. Wow. Sometimes for a little help on a car. When I hear someone knock, I answer it. Besides buying the occasional candy bar, I smile politely, decline, wish them a nice day, and send them off. No big deal. That evening it was quiet, which was strange in and of itself. I should at least have been able to hear the distant sounds of ranchero music. Oh, he's just so poetic. Wow. I heard a couple ranchero people walk up to my door. I am not the first apartment in the complex, so I usually hear the salespeople as they knock on my neighbor's door. I got up to answer it, reaching for the door handle when a chill went through my body like I've never experienced. A cold tightness in my chest. I halted my hand movement towards the handle and placed it flat on the door as a feeling for heat from a fire. I have a peephole, but it never crossed my mind to use it. Well, maybe it should. <laughs> I stood there with my hand flat on the door and listened. They knocked again. I don't scare easily and I wasn't, exact, wasn't exactly afraid but I was having a visceral experience all over my body. Yes, I said, who is it? A boy's voice answered, we need to use your phone. <laughs> <laughs> what are these? I mean, is it like a group of these? Okay, now everybody together, they're in a meeting room. Okay, here's what you do. You use the phone. Yeah, you gotta use the phone. And everybody got your black eyes on? And if there's use no, the phone. If phone doesn't work, try bathroom. Try bathroom. <laughs> If they want to call my if, mother, if they want to call the mother, then you need the bathroom. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I started laughing. I stress stress laugh when I'm in pain or under pressure. They heard me laughing, and neither of us moved for about a minute or two. Finally, they walked away. Not to any, not to any of the other eight doorways within fifteen feet. Not to ask anyone else. Before they have gone more than a dozen yards, curiosity reasserted itself, and I yanked the door open, running after them to see who it was and where they were headed. The courtyard was completely empty. <laughs> Afterwards, I thought the experience fit the stories of the black-eyed kids, and I kicked myself for not opening the door, coming face-to-face -face with them. How cool would that have been? But then I remembered the feeling, my skin crawling, and a certain knowledge that moment in time there was no way in hell I was opening that door. 
Well, we're gonna. We only made it through about half of these. Oh man, we still We've got more still, to go. We got. I know that went by pretty quick. We have got to find one where they come we're, in. We're we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna we're gonna make this part one, and we're gonna continue this um, late at a later time. Okay. We'll do it. We'll do it um, an episode and. Um, or two, we might take us two to finish it up. So it's a really interesting. We're gonna find somebody who let them in. Yeah, we're also gonna. Yeah, we'll go through a few more of the stories. They're more or less the same. Knock knock, scary phone. You know, use your phone, that kind of thing. But we're gonna find out what happens when you let these guys in. What 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 are some of the things that happen? So, um, thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Pro Podcast. Thanks, Deb. Appreciate Thank you. you joining us. Uh, we welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at alienprobe.net. Kept us on YouTube. And um, and Twitter at alienprobepod. And Facebook at alienprobe.net. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. Um, if you're missing Dr. Bill, he'll be back with us in a week or so. Um, gave him the week off. Works very hard. A lot of research going on there. Um, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.